Hello friends and welcome to our very, very first summer episode. So what's an, a summer episode? Okay, so it's a regular episode, you know, like the ones you have listened to in the past from us. We're talking all about how to get organized and productive in different ways, but with a twist. So every once in a while, right before a season, is a special season is about to start, we will talk about how to prepare for that. And in this case, we're about to start the summer, so I thought it w- would be perfect to talk about how to get organized, how to find your groove during the summer when normally that's a time when just routines are out of order. It can be a little bit chaotic and in a good way, and it doesn't have to be in a negative way, but it's just not your normal way and routine. And so for a lot of families and parents, that could be an overwhelming time. So I thought it would be perfect for us to talk about what are some ways, what are some things that you can do to prepare you for this long stretch of time off. Now, even though we're talking about the summer, this episode can technically be listened to during any time of the year, and it can apply to any time that you are taking a long stretch of time off, maybe with your children, maybe with yourself. So this is like one of those um, episodes that that could be applied for holiday breaks or any other long stretches of breaks as well. So let's talk about our very special guest. Her name is Ebony Creighton. She's the mommy teacher expert from createjoy.com. But she's also a really good friend of mine or has become a very good friend of mine. And what's really special about my conversation with her is that she's giving us her expert advice. She has a master's degree in elementary education, over 15 years of experience as an elementary school teacher, but she's also a mom and she's also a, an entrepreneur and a businesswoman. So she is able to understand the real part of having children at home during the summer. She understands it as an educator and she understands it as a mom, like facing it herself, but also understands it from a working mom perspective where you're trying kind of to do all the things when your routines and this very long stretch of time off is happening. So she gets it and that's why she's so special. And I'm so excited for this conversation and for you to listen for this conversation because It's so relatable. So much of what she said is so relatable. So let's talk about finding your summer groove, staying organized during the long break. Welcome to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. I am your host, Stephanie, a professional organizer and productivity expert. Ready to explore the right organizing and productivity solutions for you? Yeah? Well, then let's go. Hey, Ebony. Hello and welcome to the podcast. Finally, my friend, I'm so happy that you're here. Thank you, Stephanie. I am so excited to be here. Like virtual hugs. Yes, virtual <laughs> hugs. If you're, since most of you can't see us, uh, she's wearing the flamingo colors, the happy flamingo colors. I tried, I tried to come on brand today for you, darling. I've got a little tropical vertically lined dress so that I can feel in the mood to be a part of this organized flamingo life. She's got the vibes and she's got the summer vibes, which is why she's here. Uh, All right. So as everybody knows, we just get straight into the, into the nitty gritty, the good stuff from our guests. Um, And so as I described earlier, Ebony is a former teacher, is a teacher, I should say not formal, but is, and worked with students, but also she has like her own kiddo, you know, that she's teaching and has, um, and a mom and a business owner. So she has all the elements of an understanding of the, okay, long breaks are coming. What happens when you need to juggle 
the life, the personal, the work and all of that. And especially as an educator, you know, coming from that perspective. So so I'm hoping that she will give us here some tips on how to work through the summer long breaks where, uh, you know, all the things are happening and you're getting a little bit frantic. That's what we're talking about today. So I'm excited. Let's get right into it. The first is let's like the one-on-one. Let's balance. Let's talk about the balance, the balancing the demands in regular life during the summer break. How do you balance that with being a mom, maybe business owner, maybe um, working mom, working parent, where life, regular life is happening, but now the kiddos are out of school? Oh, yes. Yes, the balance. Okay. So I have to say, I have a hard time with the word balance. Okay. So in particular with with motherhood, because when we say balance, I'm always thinking of somebody juggling balls, right? And I can't juggle. Can you juggle, Stephanie? I can't. I can't juggle to save my life. So if if there is a ball in the air, then another one's coming down. I could barely like toss two up in the air and catch them. So for me, instead of the word of balance, Because when I think of balance, I'm thinking of a mom like, you know, with a baby on her hip and hot coffee on another hip and and the the computer on another and the laundry, you know, you're kicking a sock up in the air trying to catch something. You know, you're trying to get the pacifier and got a backpack on your back. It's just too much. Right. It's just too much. (laughs) So I feel like that's not balanced. Motherhood innately is just not balanced. Since that word balance is elusive, I try to think of things differently because I know with balance, we're thinking like, oh, I'm either with my kids or I'm not with my kid, I'm either working or I'm not working. But a lot of times we are doing all these things. We're we're momming, we're wifing, we're mothering. And so I I like to think of it more like um, it's something, motherhood is something that we're always wearing. Mommyhood is something we're always wearing that it's more like our skin, (laughs) just like skin, right? And so since it's always on you and you're always thinking about your children children you're always doing things but simultaneously scratching a little post and oh my gosh I need to buy more socks or oh the undies are too small or oh I need to register for this you know so we always have this mental load of motherhood on us and we always have this like background chatter when we're doing all the other things so I like to think of it a little bit more like skin like we are just trying to become comfortable and confident in this mommyhood skin that we're in so here's the challenge though (laughs) our kids are always growing and changing so as soon as you master one thing then they're in a different stage right or maybe you're in a different season or stage so that that then becomes the piece right there right that we're not really balanced because one, it's a myth. We can't get balanced because everything's always changing. So um, maybe I could learn to juggle the balls if the jo- balls were always the same. And I, I spent time focused on those two balls. But, you know, any mom of two children will tell you no child's going to come out the same. You might master, you know, your first kid and your second comes out a totally different personality, totally different type of sleep schedule. Or maybe you change jobs and now your schedule is totally different. So now your life is a little bit upside down and different. So I like to look at things more like instead of the balance, let me just start right there. We're going to think about mommyhood as uh, the skin that we're in. That's always my personal goal is to become more comfortable and confident in my mommyhood, in my womanhood. And so that's where I start. I start with my mom mindset that, okay, I'm trying to be more comfortable and more confident. 
in mommyhood. I, I love how you just said, well, everything, but the the skin, like you're you're just wearing it. It just is. It just, it just is. is. Yeah. It's just it just is. And so it, just looking at it in that way, it takes a little bit of the pressure off of like, I'm not doing it right or I'm not I'm not timing it right. I'm not spending enough time. I'm not here or there because like, you, you can't be everywhere. But somehow as women who are as moms, we're expected to be all those things all the time. And so that that word balance always kind of gives me the little, you know, like tick, like, oh my gosh, it's too much. So if we just look at it like skin. It's just like, a, it's not even a hat because we don't, I mean, can you take it off? I, I want to sleep tonight. I'm taking off my mom hat. Does that happen? No, it does not happen, right? Nobody hears that baby, but you crying in the middle of the night. So, <laughs> so I, I think that um, just striving to be comfortable, comfortable and confident in myself as a woman, and myself and my mommyhood um, in being a good wife or a good human woman, I think that should be the goal. And then if I'm getting my mindset right, I'm getting my mind right and wrapped around the responsibilities that I have, then I'm not going to be looking at it as a long and demanding summer. I'm going to be looking at it more like, Whew, okay, we've got summer, which means we have a little bit of a break here from the normal routine. We can take a beat from the rat race of running out the house in the morning and, you know, not being late for this or not being late for pickup and having to pay latch key or all these different things that may happen. We can look at it different if we have our mind in the right place that I get to be mom. I get to spend time with my kid instead of having to shuffle them off someplace while I do the thing. Perhaps we can do some of these things together. And then also I get to do this because I am blessed. I'm blessed to be this child's mother. And it's a mutual thing. It's not just one way, like, oh my gosh, they're coming home and I have to serve them. Oh oh my God, it's going to be this thing. We have to have our mind right about what we want to get out of summer. So I think that's the first piece. Like we're going to take a moment. We're going to take a beat. We're going to pause and reflect. We're going to get our mind wrapped around what our wants and our needs are. And so the first piece to me is like the mindset. And then the second piece is taking a moment to pause and reflect, because I say this all the time to my clients, but we are, you are, you already know what to do, mommy. You just haven't had a chance to sit down and think about it because you're doing all these other things you're trying to be balanced but it doesn't it's not really real right yeah. so yeah like you said when it with that balance like you have to take something when you think of that scale if you're if you're a visual person listening to this you're really saying let me take a whisk a weight from this side to put it on that side and that like constantly having to juggle that in addition it's, to wearing in addition to like it, it does it's 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 elusive we can't do it you know we want to um, society tells us that we can, but I think just getting your mommy mindset right is the first step. Like, okay, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to pause, reflect. I'm going to think about, okay, yes, we do have, the kids are going to be home. We have a long summer in front of us, but what do I need and want to do this summer? If my child is old enough, I'm going to ask my kid, like, what do you want and need to do this summer? You know, what do you want to learn? It's because it, I don't know when your kids begin to speak, any mom who has speaking age children, those that are talking, they will tell you precisely what they're trying to do. Some things are realistic, some are not. My daughter wants to go to Japan this summer. I'm like, oh, okay. Um, that's great. Let's write that down and we'll reflect. <laughs> <On the wish. laughs> right. Like, oh, okay. I love that you like to travel. Um, okay. We might take a virtual tour someplace, you know? Um, 
but having your mind right and and setting those intentions um I have a blog series going on right now called the Create Joy Summer Edition with easy summer ideas, easy summer schedules. And in there, I have a reflection sheet printable. And basically, it's just something you can sit down and talk to first yourself and then your kids about, or maybe if they're too young, you're going to do it for them. But what do you want and what do you need out of the summer? So that you're looking at that at the top of the summer, not the end. You know how like, you. I'm sure every mom has had this experience. Like, oh my God, we haven't barely been to the pool this summer. We didn't hit the beach or, you know, oh my gosh, oh my goodness, we're going to kindergarten. And, and now it's the week before and I'm trying to teach my kid how to tie their shoes. Like sometimes we just, we would do it if we took a second or took a beat to reflect on it. And so I think the mommy mindset is first and foremost, the most important thing that we can do before the kids get out of school or as they're getting, you know, at the very top of summer. And then the second portion is, is setting our intentions and thinking about our wants and our needs as women and then as moms and then for our kids. Yeah. And so with with that, and I, well, I love that it's the intentionality and that it doesn't have to, hopefully, you know, you do it before they, they leave or uh, the, the beginning of the summer or the end of the school year, I should say, but that this can happen at any time. Like this reset, this mindset exercise that you have or this just pause and reflect moment can be done really at any point of this long break that you're taking or that your kids are taking that you're with. So I love that flexibility too of, of that, you know, or a reminder that you can come back to later. Like, okay, what did I write down? Let's, what, what did I say I was going to do? <laughs> or, what did I say I was going to do? And then, it, then you kind of have some compass to yeah. lead, lead the charge for the summer to get you in the right frame of mind. Like, okay, well, yeah, I, I said we, this was the summer of swimming. Like, okay, it's the summer of swimming. So we should be at the pool. Like, what is the intention? Because if you are just like kind of going along with it, you're, if you're just going along for the ride with your kids, mom, I'm sorry, we got, we're going to have to back. We'll have to have a whole nother episode about that. We have to kind of have some parameters in place about where we're trying to go this summer, what we're trying to do. And so that everybody in the family can get something out of it, you know, um, and absolutely, this is something you could do seasonally for back to school. I believe in setting intentions for the holidays. I believe in setting intentions and any time that you're just feeling really stressed out about how things are going with your kids, because sometimes we're on this race, you know, the school schedule or this schedule or, you know, the after school sports schedule or graduation season or whatever whatever uh, developmental stage your child is in. But there is there has to be some level of pause and reflect to be able to really kind of say, okay, let's be intentional about this time we have together. We have to be intentional. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about routines with speaking of intentionality. The, you know, a lot of our listeners, they're looking for for like a guidance such as the pause and reflect and, and like that, but they are also, they really enjoy having some kind of routine and they either may not have a routine and they're looking for that or they thrive from routines. And when kids are in school, that's what they usually have, right? A routine. Uh, and during the summer, you maybe don't. But what what are your thoughts on routines during the summer? Good idea, bad idea? Should they stick to them? Should they not? Like how 
hardcore do we need to be <laughs> us organized and productive people or want to be organized and productive? How like good idea, bad idea. Absolutely a good idea. Like you see me, I'm stop like I'm like dancing. I'm doing like the robot as she's saying routines. I'm like, routines. Oh my God. Yes, routines. I mean, think about the magic of school. You know, a lot of parents will go into a school and visit a classroom and you're like, wow, that is just amazing. Like all 30 kids are just sitting here reading books quietly. Like they're not out their seats. They're sitting here and they're like reading and they're barely reading. Like, how do they do that? Or high school students or whatever grade level class you step into. You're like, how do they do that? Well, it's a routine. That's that's what it is. It's a routine. Um, the same way that we go into our workplaces or do our work things and we have a certain way that we get our jobs done, kids thrive on routines. They want to do the right thing. They want to be helpful. Um, so I absolutely think that we need to have a routine. Okay, so what roles do routines play in the summer schedule? Like, and how do you create a routine that works for the whole family? Okay, so listen, you need to have some routines and you need to have some expectations. Repeat after me, routines and expectations, okay? They work together, they work together. So what do I mean by this? Yes, I live by them. And yes, it is summer. And yes, we should kind of let our hair down. But let me give some examples so that it's not just this elusive word of routines. So children want to know what they can and cannot do. They need to know. They innately want to do the right things. So we have to give them a chance and an opportunity to do these things. And we have to set them up in a way so that they can be successful, depending on whatever their age is, to give them a chance to be successful at whatever the things are, okay? They're going to get in where they fit in. So if you say it's quiet time and you are creating a quiet environment, then they will they will comply. We think that they won't at home because we we are catering to them in a way that is they're leading the charge as opposed to you. So we have to kind of have a little more structure um, so that our routines can grow and change as our families grow and change. So you're not going to want to say, oh, we're going to have an hour of quiet time with a two-year-old. That's not quite realistic, mom, as much as you may want that. Quiet time for a two-year-old is a nap. That's what quiet time looks like. But quiet time for a multi-age family may Maybe after lunchtime might look like reading time. You know, everybody grab a book. It's too hot outside. Get a magazine. And you can lead by example. Where's your magazine? Where's your book? And everybody's kind of plopped on the couch with a, you know, blanket or, or whatever in the middle of the day. Or maybe you go outside on a blanket or what have you. But you're you're kind of leading by example. It doesn't always have to be a routine where they're doing this and you're doing this. Sometimes it can be things that are coexisting things, activities that we're, we're doing together. Uh, I'll give an example of the evolution, say, of my morning routine. If you follow me on Instagram, then you know I'm serious about my morning coffee. I've got this come on coffee. I need light. If, I, if it's wintertime in Michigan, I've got my happy light or I've got the sunshine. But that started, honestly, uh, in my nursing days. The, the come on coffee routine. I mean, I know you're not supposed to nurse and have coffee, but I did, sorry. But I figured whatever was in the milk was already in the milk, so. And then when she got a little bit older, it was coffee juicy time. So I would have my coffee and she was sitting on my lap with her little sippy cup and she was having her juice. And then when she got 
at a little bit older, it was like, okay, PBS and coffee time. Like she's sitting next to me, she's watching PBS and I'm sitting there having my coffee, but she was enjoying her little show. And then the next evolution of that was, okay, well maybe she's on her own watching that little show after her juice and a little hug time with me. And now I'm, oh my God, I've got a whole 20 minutes of the rest of this episode. I spent 10 minutes getting her set up and now I've got 20 minutes to myself to pray and journal or whatever, you know? So it can evolve. Like now, uh, if she sees the coffee cup, she already knows, oh, was, there's still coffee in there. So I'm not saying a word because we are, it's evolved. Okay. It's taken a long time to get to that place, but all I have to do is show her my cup. And she's like, oh, okay, go ahead, mommy. Just finish your coffee. I understand. So these expectations and these routines that we have, it's, it's getting to know each other as family members. Honestly, you know, your kids can respect your time and space just as much as you're respecting theirs. Um, so what I believe it comes back to those intentions, intentions again. But if, when you're setting those intentions for yourself, you might also talk to your husband or your partner. You ask your kids what they want to do, and then you're planning for the big things, right? And then there's all those times in between. So I think the tendency for us is we're like, oh my gosh, these are gaps. We got to fill up all the white space, but maybe it's not about filling up the white space. Maybe it's about like, oh, well, next week is going to be a really hectic week. We're going to be on the road. We're going to go see family. We got this. We got all these different things. So maybe we need some decompression time on the end of that, like getting back into a routine when we come home, getting back on schedule. And maybe before we leave out, we have some things we need to take care of that are going to throw us off schedule. Maybe we've got to hit the doctor or go to the dentist or get shots or get our passports or, you know, all the little things that you may need to do in preparation for summer travel. So I know I'm on a bit of a tangent here, but the point is everybody's family has different, um, you, you are going to have a different intention heading into summer, but if you don't know what those are, you're already going to be feeling a little bit for clump. You're going to feel overwhelmed because you're like, I, you're, you're trying to figure out something that you haven't even thought of yet. So of course you're going to have some anxiety about that. And I think that's very normal if, if you're, if you're in that position, but the point here is to set those intentions and then look at those big events that are coming up and then create a skeleton schedule, create a skeleton schedule. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be something that you can work from <laughs> and then you can edit that as the days go on. So on the blog, I have an example of a skeleton schedule. Um, this year I have the Create Joy Summer Series, the summer edition, and I have some core schedule ideas and some core things that you can do. So before I talk about those, I kind of, I want you to think about what you dread the most too in your daily routine. Personally, I hate the question, what's for dinner? Like it sets me off. I'm a very good cook, but I just, honestly, Stephanie, I did not sign up for all this. I did not sign up to cook morning, noon, and night. I am a very well-educated woman. Like when did my worth come down to what we are going to eat? But anywho, that's a whole nother thing. So I start thinking about the skeleton schedule with my most dreaded thing in mind, the meals. Okay, so I'm thinking about breakfast, I'm thinking about snack, lunch, snack, dinner. So right there, I've got a routine set around our meals. That's our morning time. I'm thinking about breakfast. 
now that my, my daughter is closer to 10, there are some independent things I need to teach her about being independent in her morning routine. There are going to be some meals that she can prepare for herself. Say last year, our goal was to use the, the toaster and be able to clean up <laughs> behind ourselves. Even at the age of say five or six, you might it might be a go-go squeeze. It might be as simple as learning how to pull out your own juice box and go-go squeeze. It might be learning how to pour your milk into your cereal when you are your child's getting up in the morning while you're near, you know, and then eventually you're kind of stepping away from that. So starting your skeleton routine on those things that get on your nerves the most, in my case, it's the meals, maybe, maybe in your case, it's something else. Uh, maybe it's laundry. Maybe it's some people, I know that's a major pain point. Um, a lot of people in the Create Joy community. So maybe laundry. So in my case, I have my morning routine with coffee and then I put a load in the washer. I never washed more than I'm going to be able to complete in a day. So I have my coffee. I kind of get breakfast started. I put a load in the washer so that by the time breakfast is done or by the time drop off is done, I can put it in the dryer, fold it. And that is a whole routine right there. I did one load, you know, but if I do that every day, two times a day, then I'm on top of my laundry to a point where I'm not stressed out because I have 20 loads waiting for me on Sunday. I might only have three or four to do over the weekend as opposed to, you know, I don't know where all these clothes come from. They just come, okay? They People keep wearing clothes in the house, the audacity, right? <laughs> so and when they grow out of them and, every, you know, as, as they grow out, oh, it, it's that, it, it, that, that whole pile adds up. That whole pile. Oh, and just you wait until your son is a little bit bigger when they want to wear the size two T-shorts and they are actually a 6X. That's when it gets fun. When your child is no longer in that size and they dig it out of that pile and they believe it fits and it's, you know, two minutes to get out the door to get to camp on time. Ooh, that's, <laughs> that's when you get your mommy stripes, okay? That's when it happens. <laughs> so I think that there are ways that we can set our routines around our skeleton schedule. Like the schedule is the time that we do the things, but the routine is the way that we, you know, are building all those things together. So some of the pain points, I think for, for us over the summers, everybody's home. So then there's more um, chores to do around the house to keep things picked up. So tidying the kitchen after every meal, that's a routine. Or resetting a space when you leave it. That's a routine. And I'm a big fan. I don't, if you are old enough to walk, then you are old enough to assist in cleaning up your toys. If they're old enough to walk and they can pick the toy up, they're old enough to assist in putting the toys away. Okay. And then there are all, our own parenting routines. And by a parenting routine, I mean like the times that you check in with your kid or those teachable moments. Meal time is a great time for that. When we're tidying and resetting spaces, like I, I believe that it's a community, a family of cleaners and helpers in the house. I'm not, I'm not your maid, but I'm also, you're also not here to be the maid as a child or the babysitter. So we've got to find a way to, everybody's kind of pitching in, you know, um, there might be routines in some of the things that we do. I, I have core schedule ideas on the blog, like crafts, outside time, reading, games, learning time outings, free time, practice a new skill. Let's just pull out the craft one for, for example. Why? Because I'm Mrs. Creative, of course. So we're going to pull out the craft one. But when you, let's say we're saying it's craft time. Now you might be like, oh my God, we, I don't like 
crafting and it's messy and I don't know, but I bet you if you had things organized in a way where craft time had its own time and place and it could go right back into the little box that it was, your kids would enjoy it, you would enjoy it. Um, and that time would be filled creatively. Okay. So having a space for the the paper, the pens, the paint, the clay, the play-doh, the canvases, the acrylic paints. I mean, it, I mean, some people think of crafts as just for younger kids. I think of crafts for I want to craft. So okay. <laughs> so whatever, whatever we're trying to create, leaving those material having those materials in a place that are accessible, that are developmentally appropriate, telling them that it's a time, it might be a little setup on your part. It might be a Dollar Tree. You've done Create Saturdays, I think, with me, Stephanie, but it might be a Dollar Tree um table, tablecloth. And you've got your Dollar Tree craft. You didn't, oh, I don't know. It's scary. Okay, well, fine. Go to Dollar Tree and get a little craft, get a little wooden craft and some and some craft paint and put on some music on low and Saturday morning have the cereal out. And it, it can be as simple as that. When the craft is over, we're going to clean it up. And they'll get used to that routine of, oh, okay, afterwards we clean up the brushes. Okay, we're going to put the brushes away. So that is a routine in and of itself. So when you say craft time, or you might say, oh, it's Play-Doh time, they will become used to what that means in terms of like the setup and the cleanup. And if you keep them a part of that routine, now you've created space for yourself in the years to come. Say, okay, it's craft time. Or what do you want to learn how to paint this summer? Oh, we're painting outside. You want to paint like flowers? Okay, let me get, a, let me get that together. We're going to get a little you know, extra new paintbrushes, you know, get a hot 20 and go to Dollar Tree and make this happen, you know? So it's, it's to me, the, the skeleton schedule and the setup. Yeah. And so, but it, well, there is no, but, but what I, I love about, about you, like your content and the way that we've always interacted, because, you know, as I mentioned in, in the intro, we've been friends now, we've turned, you know, into friends now. And, um, but initially, of course, I just followed her as an, as a follower, as an avid fan that you just, you, you introduce life less, like just life as an activity, as part of the learning piece in the funness. I know that's not a word, but the funness of, of the routine. And so it's like to not overcomplicate it. Don't think too much of it. Some of those daily activities that you're already doing with your children and with yourself are, is an activity, is is something that can be part of your skeleton schedule. You know, you don't have to overly complicate it and make it into this big thing, this big learning her like big learning lesson like you just make it like you know doing laundry could be folding clothes could be into whatever you know you make it very practical um to make the summer uh feel like it's not a chore like it's just another type of it's a break you mentioned I, I wrote it down it's a break from your regular routine like it's just it's just different but it's not doesn't have to be overcomplicated it doesn't have to be overcomplicated it doesn't have to be I think, I think moms go in two directions. Either we're like, oh my God, it's summertime. We're going to Disneyland. We're getting matching outfits. We're overdoing it. We're over, over. And don't get me wrong. I want to go to Disneyland and I want to overdo it. But that's very extreme and quite expensive, right? It's not always our reality to take these massive, big, epic trips for weeks on it, weeks on end. Or what are we going to do for the rest of the summer outside of that one week trip to Disney, right? Um, or we overcomplicate the most simple things like why, why 
why are we rushing to, you know, clean up behind our kids after breakfast when this is a great opportunity to put some music on and give everybody a rag and we're all getting ready to clean the counter. And as moms, we forget that some of these daily nuances are new to them. To us, it could be, we may have done this our entire youth and then after that, but we forget that for them, it's probably the first time or they did it a year ago when they were in a different developmental stage. And so now they're appreciating it into different ways. So putting that into perspective, I know it took me a little bit to, to remember how, oh, that thing that he's watching me do, I'm thinking it's not a big deal, but to him, it's like a whole thing. And he now wants to learn it and do it and replicate it. And next year, it's going to look that same thing that I thought we already did is now a new, it's like a whole new feeling for him the next year. It's going to so. be a whole new feeling. And it's it's a great way to create confidence in your children. We're going back to that beginning thing with setting the intentions. Like my intention and my mindset is to always be comfortable and confident because I want to raise a comfortable and confident child. I want her to be comfortable with herself. I want her to be confident in herself. And so the children are going to gain their confidence from what they're doing with us at home. So it might be as simple as we're on loading the dishwasher. You guys, you throw a little fun element in it. We're not, not rushing off to school. Let's put on some jams. Okay. I heard your baby singing purple rain. I know you know how to rock out at your house. Okay. So you put your jams on and you, you, you put the dishes away and you let them try it themselves. Or maybe you give a little bit of direction and kind of let them learn their way. Like, do we really have to micromanage like that all the forks are this particular way? If they're in the bin, like, does it really matter? Like, you might say, oh, next time you might want to make sure you put the big forks with the big forks and small forks with the small, but I like how you put all the forks in the right thing. Like give them some confidence to work with. You know what I mean? A little bit of redirection there. And, and especially once they get a little bit older into those tween and teen years when everything, like they're very sensitive. Like, Are you saying I didn't do that right? You know, you know, you, everything can be a huff and puff match. So you have to be mindful. We have to kind of plant those seeds throughout the years so that as they're learning, the routine can be your parenting friend. Like now you're not the bad guy because that's just the routine. We always clean up our plates and put our dishes in the dishwasher. And we always are wiping down the countertops after we cook. So now, you know, 10 years later or 12 years later, when you say, can you wipe the countertops down? Nobody's rolling their eyes at you because this is what we do. This is how we do things. Yeah. And and in, and in this way, you're involving them in inadvertently when maybe not even the way that you intended it but you're involving him in the whole the planning of because now you're they're kind of telling you what they want what they need what you know so you're involving like you said you're you're asking them and you're learning about their strengths and now you're developing this oh well I see that you do like to sort or you don't or you're more creative or you're you know we're all creative but in a different way and you prefer this and then gradually it just kind of organically happens and so I love that kind of like that just learn as you go with them have your skeleton schedule ha get some ideas from someone who does has done this for a living but also enjoys it like yourself on your blog so get some ideas get some prompts put insert it here but don't overcomplicate it you know just kind don't of overcomplicate it no and leave some white space for god's sakes like let's leave a little bit of white space for everybody to kind of like be to just naturally navigate into the next thing without it being so 
much. I mean, when I say skeleton schedule, I think people are like, oh my God, she's saying we got to do this at eight, we got to do this at nine, we got to do this at 10. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you could write those things down and if they happen, great. Or you could loosely put down a handful of things you want to accomplish in the day, like an AM chunk, or it could be as simple as on, um, and I talk about this on the blog in the, in the um, Create Joy Summer Edition. Okay, fine. On Mondays, we're going to lay low because Monday is a Monday, right? But Tuesdays, we're getting a little antsy. So Tuesday is our library day. That that There you go. There's We've got our routines and our skeleton schedule is at some point we're leaving out the house. Okay, so on Tuesdays, we're going to go to the library. Well, let's see if I have small children. Everything centers around nap time. <laughs> so either we're going to go before nap time starting to kick in or we're going to go after first thing after nap. Simple. I'm not overcomplicating this trip to the library. It's the library. Like, go there and have fun. Like, get a book for yourself, too. Like, let's not make this like a, oh, my God, we're going to Cedar Point. We've got to pack everything up. No, we're going to the library. And they'll get used to going to the library and putting the book in the bin. And they'll get used to checking stuff out and be responsible for keeping up with your books to return. Don't overcomplicate it. I think you you hit the nail on the head with that. How do you handle the... The part about, because we've talked about, it's it's about them this whole summer. So now we're going to the finding time for yourself for a minute or two. Um, whether, because even, even for those of us or you that are listening, that are Monday, you know, more traditional Monday through Friday, or you're going into an office or to a service center, wherever you work, whether you're a working parent or a stay-at-home parent, it really doesn't matter. Um, finding time for yourself can be really hard during the summer because it, as we have just talked such a fun conversation about about all these what to do and ideas as we can listen it's all kind of about them right now so at some point during the summer need to find a little bit of that me time or just at least that take a breath time because everything as of right now is kind of is about them in a natural way in a good way but just now I think you mentioned like the um, the morning coffee time you know, having like a ritual, something like that. But what about, what are, what are some other tips for people that may not be morning people who may need a little more than, you know, just like the morning. We need more than the morning. We need, yeah. we need more than the morning. Let's be clear. I need more than the morning. We all do. We need it. Okay. So two things. One is the setup and two is to dip. Okay, so let me explain. So the setup is if you have all these core schedule ideas, you have all your routines or you have some things organized and in place. And I think before we're done here today, I'm going to share with you some of my favorite ways to organize kids stuff. But if you have, let's use that craft thing, for example, if you have craft time. Okay, we got the craft in. It's craft time. Woo okay, we got it set up. We're going to paint. Blip, blip, blip. Get your timer out. Boop, boop, boop. We're going to paint bop, bop, bop. as a family. I don't care if you're 15, 12, 5, or 2. Everybody in your house can paint. It's painting time. Put your little music on or what have you, and, and it's painting time. That's 45 minutes. What are you doing, Mom? Are you just going to sit there and hover and tell them they can't? Don't spill it. No. Get lost. Bye. You set them up. Go do the thing you needed to do. There you go. It might be the first time that you set them up for a second time, but you're like, oh my God, I have a little kid. They're going to run off with the paintbrush or whatever. Okay, well, fine. Take it outside. Can, can we not do this on a blanket and you're like on your laptop in the sun with your, you know, iced coffee? Like it, it's possible to coexist with your kids while they're doing something and you're doing something. 
But if you're going to hover, now get don't get me wrong, I, I can be a helicopter mom too. But if you're going to hover over them when they're doing the thing that you set them up to do, then that's on you. So figure out when you're creating your skeleton routine, when you're creating your um, expectations, when we do this thing, this is what I expect. We're going to get the thing out. And, blah, 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 and you kind of, that that's why when you go to visit the school and you see the 30 kids doing the thing, you're, that's why you're amazed because the teacher set it up that way. This is the routine. This is my expectation. This is how we do it. And the kids are like, oh, cool, cool. But when we go home, we're like, but did you do it the way I told you to do it? You know, and then we were, we're overly mothering and then we're mad that, that we're having to mother all day long. So it's okay, moms, we've all been there. Let's find a way to set them up. You have to set them up. So if you set them up, you have an opportunity to coexist at the same time doing the thing that you need to take care of doing that. And you can be very clear about what it is you're getting ready to do. And maybe you're coexisting in the same physical space or maybe you're coexisting in the same house. It really just depends on the age of your child, honestly, like the proximity piece there. I'm, I'm a, I am a helicopter mom with outdoor play. I don't like my kid to be outside the house where I can't see see her or she can't hear me. I don't, I don't think I'm ever going to get She'll probably be 89 and I'll be like, get get out the street. If you can't see me, I can't see you. I don't like it. Don't My 75-year-old like daughter or son. Yeah. <laughs> get your walker out the street, girl. <laughs> no telling what, what I'll have, but yeah, if, if she's 79, right? But I think a lot of times that's 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 a lost opportunity for a lot of moms. We're, like we talked about a minute ago, you're making it too difficult we're putting too much on ourselves. It's like, okay, they're painting. Now we're mixing the paint. Now we're all up in their business. No, let them do the activity. Right now is Lego time. Guess what? It's Lego time. I'm gonna let you go and Lego, okay? I'm not Legoing with you. So finding a way to set them up for success. I'm getting ready to get on a call. I could have still taken this Zoom if my daughter were at home. Why? Because well, one, we all survived 2020 mm-hmm. and we Zoom every other day for something. <laughs> we've got it. Our generation, we've got that. That's the training right there. I'm Zooming and then you give them the, the, the eye and your eye starts twitching and all that crazy business and they know. But why would I be able to take a Zoom? Just like you should be able to work. It, it's easier for me to do because I do it more frequently or because I have routines. It would be more difficult for my husband because he's not necessarily in that kind of flow. But what do you do? You set the kid up. So before the call, you have a setup. I'm not getting on the call with my kid hungry. I have packed lunches before a call. If it was at lunchtime, I had packed a lunch, okay? And in the lunchbox, get a special throw a little note in there. So proud of you eating your lunch. <laughs> I can't wait for you to play XYZ when you're done. Da-da-da. And I have post-it notes. I'm going to stick in her baby book of drawing pictures. I used to draw pictures of what the next thing would be. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is so cute. Well, stick figures. It would be like sure. a little stick figure doing things like a stick figure plus a toothbrush. Okay, brush your teeth. All right. Well, and then, you know, a little checkbox and they mark it off. We we underestimate what our kids are capable of when they're little. Just think about what they're doing in their classroom and try to do a little bit of that and then add to it. So we're going to set them up. The second thing we're going to do, I said, so we're going to do a setup and we're going to dip. The second thing we're going to do is we're going to dip. So 
if you know you're getting to your mom tap out point, because we all have it, it's like a tap out. It's tap out on a couple levels. One, tap out, I am overtapped, meaning you have touched me one too many times today. Um, <laughs> ma, ma, mommy, ma, you know, that one. When we've gotten tapped out, I think it's very important to have a conversation with our spouse, our partner, our village, our babies, whatever it is, the grandparents, the babysitter, whatever your support system is for parenting and set yourself up to dip. And by dip, I mean, get out the house and be off duty. It's time to go. It might not happen as frequently or as long as we need it to happen. But I think, again, it's the intentionality of saying, okay, yeah, well, I have kind of been momming real hard here for like the last two weeks or three months, or I don't know, you know what your capacity is. So figure out a way, like, I just need 30 minutes when you get home to go for a run. Then I'll be, I'll be back, <laughs> tap it out. Or I just need, you know, Saturday morning, they're going to be, you know, using our same painting example, they're painting while you're watching um the morning news. I- I'll be back. I'm going to home goods. <laughs> Therapy. Bye. <laughs> I don't need to buy anything in home goods, but for me, like that's the place that I go and I refresh myself. I just look at things. I touch things. I walk around. Sometimes I'll get a coffee. Sometimes I think about getting coffee and that just does it for me. Just the thought that I could get a coffee if I wanted to. And then, you know, I twirl for, you know, 45 to 90 minutes and I come back home. That restores me. You have to find the thing. It might be just going to the park. But again, the park might be a place where you can coexist. You take the kids to the park. They're playing on a playscape. What's our expectation? We're going to be here for 60 minutes. Here's your water bottles. Here's your snack. That, that, that this is what I expect, go play. And now you're sitting on the bench or on your in your game chair or whatever. You're coexisting. Your kids are doing something they want to do and you're coexisting and doing the thing that you want to do simultaneously. That book, that podcast. Oh, I need to catch up on the organized flamingo. You know, like you can do the things you want to do too. I love that part. Like it, it is possible to coexist with your kid. <laughs> I mean, I put that one down. Like it is, yeah, gonna be okay. <laughs> Um, Okay, so as we start to kind of unwind, like, I think there's a really important piece to this. And you've mentioned tidbits in in your conversation, but the what happens when you have it planned, you set yourself up for success, you got all the tips, you know, you read the blog, and you're like, okay, I've got this, I, I think I have a plan, I've got a skeleton schedule that I can move around, got it, okay, I can coexist with my kid, I'm gonna try that for the first time, you know, let me I got this. I think, I think I'm okay. I'm feeling good about the summer. Okay, here we go. (laughs) Or the reset. If you're listening to this, you know, midsummer and it's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to do a little reset here. We've got five more weeks. Um, I've got this. Oh snap. After that, you put your pen down, you stop listening to the podcast and you had it all ready and the house just everything you had planned is now not even close to happening. (laughs) Um, Family emergency major schedule changed, job changed, whatever, like the thing that you didn't think was going to happen just happened, either big or maybe small. So now how do you handle the challenge of finding the unexpected, like finding that yourself back in the unexpected changes and disruptions of those plans that you so carefully laid out because you listened to our podcast and you went to Ebony's blog (laughs) and now it's not going to happen. 
So that to me sounds like the definition of motherhood right there, which you just described, actually everything that you planned just went a little bit different, kind of all fell apart a little bit and now it's time to regroup. Okay. That, that, that's a pretty good definition for it. Okay. So what do we do when life is lifing and the kid gets sick and you've made the plans for camp? Now they're home. You put them in camp because you're going to have like, I was going to record 49 podcasts this week. Yay. I was going to batch. No, you're not. (laughs) it's called, you know, the flu, the summer, whatever germ that's floating around or whatever. So my dad was a very wise man. And he used to say, the only thing that we can count on is change. And he would say it all the time. And I like, you know, sometimes when your parents say things, you get a little annoyed. I'm like, okay, dad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, He's right, though. You should learn to count on the fact that there is change. Just count on it. Like if things are going smoothly, you need to count on the fact that somebody's going to get sick or that your schedule is going to change or that the camp is going to ha- be shut down unexpectedly because of a water main break or something ridiculous. Like it's always something that just does not even <laughs> like does this even happen here. We had a tornado. What? What do you say? The school shut for a tornado. We don't even get tornadoes. Like where? What? It's a hurricane. We've never had a hurricane. You know. So all kinds of things like that seem to happen just just to us moms. It doesn't happen to the dads. It doesn't happen to to, to people who don't have children. <laughs> we are plagued with it. Okay. It's a part of it's a part of our badge. It's just part. It's a part of it. But I do think the first thing is that we have to want give ourselves grace above and beyond all things, we have to be able to give ourselves grace. And then we have to be able to get off the hamster wheel of a schedule. Like it's okay that we created this template and then it's okay to revisit our intentions. It's okay to think about what our needs and wants are in this particular week or particular season. Things might look a little bit different. So that part of like, you usually know what to do. It's just, you just have not had a chance to sit and reflect. So that is the time when things go bananas that I force myself to sit down and have some piece of coffee or candle or whatever. It might be before the kid wakes up. It might be after the kids go down. It might be when they're napping or when they're doing something where I'm coexisting with you know, but I'm kind of in my own brain and they're doing their thing, but just giving myself an opportunity to reflect and think about and do a brain dump. So what, what, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to, okay. Yeah. We were going to go to Disney, but now, you know, we had a hot water main break, a hot, a hot water break broke. So there goes the vacation budget. So we're not doing that. Okay. That's that. And this one caught COVID. Then my husband caught COVID. So now that time off is not there anymore. Whatever the case might be, you're going to make that adjustment in your brain dump. You're going to put it all down, put your feelings, but just, just barf it on the paper. Okay. And then from that point, restart, just restart. Like, okay, so this week we're going to just take a beat. We're not going to worry about teaching how to clean up the kitchen. We're not going to worry about a new, learning a new skill or a hobby. We're not going to deal with the summer packet even. We're leaving all that behind us. We're going to just focus on living getting through today in a way that we have some grace for ourselves and our kids, period. And then you pick up because they're going to get sick. We're going to get sick. And that intentionality that you, you know, you set up at the beginning, that it's, it's really a feeling. It's the, so how can you just pivot it so that you still have the same results? 
Yes, you just you're all. You, it's just you're always keeping that and as it's in your toolbox. It's a it's a it's a tool that you is is at your disposal when you need it. So not putting it as like this big build up thing. It's it's a check in point for yourself because yes, the mental load of motherhood is big. And remember, I said in the beginning that it's more like skin than a hat. We don't get to take it off. So it's definitely skin when the child is barfing. Okay, it's definitely skin when. Um, the babysitter goes away to college sooner than you thought. And you thought you had childcare for another month, but no, you don't have any childcare now. It, it These things may change, right? Or, oh, the mulch got infested with mold at the preschool. And now, oh, mm, sorry, the summer camp is closing six weeks early. You're like, but it hasn't even started yet. You know? Oh, no, no. No, it is not. <laughs> Oh, I paid my deposit on time yeah. and now everybody else is full. You can, you're going to find a spot. How much mulch do you need exactly? You know, I will go so, get it. I, <laughs> have your whole truck, family. I'll rent a truck I'll on my way. But there are going to be these times where we're unable to control, you know, these types of things. And so I think it comes back to having grace for yourself in the situation above all things. And then, being intentional, having that brain dump. And then here's some little, little mommy tip for you. Have something up your sleeve. And by that, I mean, I know you. your child has not watched every movie that you watched when you were a kid. They've not listened to every song that you've ever watched. They've not done every puzzle. Have a rainy day, pull it out your behind type of situation because you're going to need it. I'm I'm trying to remember. It wasn't, I mean, this year we've had everything in our house. We've had neuro, we've had COVID, we've had flu. I think it was a flu. I don't know. We've had some unknown cold. Whatever could be had outside the bubble, we've had it. And these little small things have saved my life. One night we watched, one day we watched um, Michael Jackson videos all day, all day. And he is an entertainer. And I'm here to tell you that Michael will raise your kids on a day that you need it, okay? <laughs> Not, he's entertaining. Okay, I'm bad. Thriller. Okay, so now you've learned a little. Okay, great. There you go. There's your Black History Fact of the Month. You've learned about Michael Jackson. You've seen how he became this world phenomenon or whatever. Uh, it might be an old classic children's movie, like comparing the old Annie with the new Annie. It might be, I don't know, you watch Wild Kratts and then go down the National Geographic kids channel and try to find something about that one animal or have them do a little poster on that. But you you can you can make it as simple or as difficult as you want it to be but i think the point is we're 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 trying to be comfortable and confident and give ourselves some grace and so those and just expecting that those things are going to happen so save that little dollar tree ball or the little thing from five and below that one little crafty kit save that thing for that rainy day that will happen it's going to happen embrace Embrace that it will happen. It Embrace that it will happen. Not lucky that summer. And just stop beating yourself up about it because this too shall pass. It always passes. And then you'll come out hype and strong and you'll be back on plan. And maybe you'll edit some things and it might turn out better than you hope. Maybe it's it's just not the season for that. Um, but I think just constantly being aware that you have the power to you 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 can control it you don't you even though you can't control the the change but you have the power to change how you're feeling about it 
There you go. When my kid is sick, I do laundry every day, obviously. But when my kid is sick and I'm feeling stressed out and I might be on the brink of breaking down and getting sick, that is not the day that I'm beating myself up about staying on top of my laundry. And just like any good habit, if you've been doing it for so long, you will come back to it in no in no time. After, after the turmoil is settled, after the dust has settled. Let the dust settle and keep it moving. Like, what? What? why are we over here beating ourselves up about something we can't control anyway? So control, I tell my clients, control your controllables. So my controllable is I can I can make this Target pickup order and I can put something in there that I'm going to be happy about and try this new creamer. I can control that. <laughs> I can control maybe getting carry out on Thursday and Friday instead of just Friday because I'm not cooking today. Or I can control not overscheduling my kids so that I'm feeling like a chauffeur back and forth, back and forth. Like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's budget, let's, let's create some space here. We've got one kid in baseball over here. Now, if they're not all in baseball, this is his baseball season. We're going, this is cousin, brother, brother's season is baseball. The rest of us are in the stands. We're doing our things. And maybe next season is dance season for the other, for sister. Maybe it's not everybody doing all the things at all the time. So it's just finding that space because the other part about the kids becoming more, more involved, it is the germs. <laughs> it's, all, it's always the germs. Like you, you side them up and you get them going and they come home sick. Like why? Why? Is this? <laughs> I just wanted them to have a good time. That's all. I was just trying. I wasn't trying to invite you new friends over. That wasn't uh, the, oh, not those friends. In harm's way. Yes, always. You're bringing your germs. Like I want to spray everybody down with Lysol. I know there's going to be an ad about that in like 20 years. Were you in the year 2020? <laughs> were you exposed to? Like, yes. We were just always. trying. We were just trying. <laughs> um, this is awesome. This is so good. And if you're not following or reading her blog, you definitely should. Uh, because I think you also give us the critical thinking piece of all this and what this conversation was about. It's like, planting these seeds and ideas, but that it doesn't have to be so rigid. Um, yeah. Here are some things for you to work off of. And that's what I love about your content. So definitely head on over there. So, okay. Everybody knows that at the end of our conversations, we always ask three fun questions at the, uh, to learn more about her. But one is what is the one thing you would want people to take away from this conversation? Oh, the one thing I'd want people to know is that there is joy in motherhood, even in the summertime, and especially in the summertime. So don't be afraid of the mommyhood skin that you're in. Don't be afraid of it. Embrace it with a little bit of reflection and intention and preparation. Then you and your, you, you too, mommy, you and your kids can have a good summer. You can have a joyful summer, joyful as in full of joy. Yeah. Embrace it. I love that. Okay. Let's talk about your favorite magazine. What's your favorite magazine to read for either business and or pleasure and why? And it could be the virtual version now, nowadays, but. So I'm always going to be a paper girl. I'm always going to be the paper pack rat. I am the Pinterest kid before Pinterest who was cutting up magazines. <laughs> he actually had a board, the board yes. that took into things too. And then I was advanced and I did a binder with like sleeves and Ooh. put stuff in there under categories. Like the, the, the original Pinterest, like I was like, I'm going to put it in a binder and I'm going to like categorize it. <laughs> and then Pinterest came out. But um, 
I like all home decorating magazines. I can't nail it down to one. So any magazine that's going to have a lot of bright colors on it, I'm always going to gravitate to that. Like your HGTV, your DIY, um, Better Homes and Gardens. I don't know. Just any bright color. Anything that's got bright colors on the cover, here, here I come. <laughs> Where? So, okay. Actually, now that you sparked another question in my head with this magazine, uh, do you read it from top, like from beginning to end? Do you read it or do you just more skim through it? Do you kind of keep it as a coffee table on the shelf for a little while for inspiration? Or are you a reader of it from cover to cover? Okay. So I, I will, if I get a new magazine, I am not going to just open it up to the middle. I will start at the beginning and flip through. I will earmark things that I want to go back to. But usually with the home decor things, I don't generally need to read, read, but like old magazine or something like that. Like those, if I bought it because there was a cover story or something, I will read, I will go to the cover story that I bought the magazine for. But I haven't really bought a ton of magazines that have an article article in them to read, but I'm never going to go backwards. If that makes sense, that yeah. would, would really mess me up. I need it to be in order. Like at the start, <laughs> like I don't, I don't want to feel like I missed out. Like where was that one pink chair on page seven? Like I might've missed it. So I have to go in order. I love it. <laughs> All right. So where can people reach you? Where are you at? Tell us a little bit about, um, some of your pages. And of course, as everybody knows, we'll always have it in the show notes. Uh, but where can people um, reach you before we head out for the day? All right. So you can find me online on my, most of the time I hang out in Instagram stories. I'm at Mrs. CR8, Mrs. Create on Instagram. And I have a blog, which is create joy, CR8JOI.com. And that's where you can find those summer edition print, the Create Joy summer edition printables I was talking about with the course schedule ideas and easy, easy summer schedules. And there's some uh, a post in there uh, too about uh, preventing the summer slide, things like that, resources that you might find helpful. I have a YouTube channel, Create Joy, C R A J O I, Create Joy YouTube channel. And that's on my intentional list this summer of my coexisting mom time. I've got to get back to my video channel stuff. So, and that's pretty much where you can find me on Instagram. You can sign up for, or the website, you can sign up for my joy note. It's our little community um, newsletter where you get eight things that create joy in your inbox every month. And I pour my heart and soul into the joy note. Um, and I try to provide things that are inspiring and make you and you know want to create joy where you live, love, and learn. So if you're all about that, then I'm the girl. I'm your girl. <laughs> you are my girl. That's for sure. Well, Ebony, thank you so much for being on our podcast today and our episode today. And as always, everybody, you're amazing. Thank you for listening to the Organized and Productive Podcast with the Organized Flamingo. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you'd leave a rating and review on your favorite podcast player. It helps with letting people know that we're here. For full show notes and resources, head on over to theorganizedflamingo.com slash podcast. Happy organizing.